Hello, and welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I am Randy. I am Bryce. <laughs> and, and we're your tour... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Bradley, and we're your tour guides on the the wonderful path of whatever whatever we do. Learning oh, words. Man, I, I tried to copy your inflection, Randy, and it didn't work quite as well for my name. So. Yeah, it's... it's- <laughs> It's a little bit more difficult. Trust me, I've been practicing that for years, so I, I've got it down. <laughs> this is the first time anyone's heard it over the air, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's only he's been practicing for I'm some time now. Sitting in the bathroom, staring at the mirror, trying to say <laughs> words weird. With the utmost of focus, yeah. Uh, been trying to figure out how to pronounce words for years. It's it's difficult for me. But <laughs> a challenge, man. The English language. Just yeah. Awful. One of the Why words. couldn't I have been born and speaking another language? Because like I can't All learn another language though. because I'm dumb. But like, if I had learned a different language at first, it probably would have been better for me. A less confusing language at the very least, please. Just but. be born in like Eastern Europe where they speak like everyone speaks like five to seven different languages. Dude, I could. We already said I can barely speak English. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would be doomed. Oh, man. That being said. This week we're going to be talking about something that's really cool, and if mm. they, if I could find one, maybe I could learn another language. It might help me. Wow, get, get like, segue. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it, it might be the only saving grace to me learning another language or anything else really in the world. So, uh, this week we're going to be talking about Jin. Have you guys ever heard of a Jin? I'm gonna pronounce it a thousand different ways throughout this episode. I'm just that's fine. That's fine. I, I I believe I have heard of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard a little something something about them. There you go. Wait, are we talking about like Qui Gon Jin or? Yeah. Hey, that's such a great original joke. The drink <laughs> is like I don't know oh, if that'll help you learn languages, honestly. No, that is that is true. Yeah. I mean, who's to say? Do you drink enough, and you might think you can. Speaking the language, at least you might not actually, but speaking in like tongues or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, Yo, I am fluent, and everyone else around you is just laughing at you. This sounds too similar to my Friday nights. So, other than all of those being wrong, uh, well, <laughs> maybe just not quite correct. No, this week we're talking about the uh, a bunch of other people, or or the more common, thanks to modern media version that you might be more familiar with is actually called a genie oh that's the that's the uh anglicized version of the name uh, it's that's the what... britney spears genie in a bottle song i get you <laughs> exactly oh yes gosh, what a callback man totally <laughs> right. here i thought he was gonna go with i dreamed a genie the uh sitcom from years ago what uh, an even further callback <laughs> yeah it's really? mine mine is at least from my own childhood <laughs> yeah, we, you didn't watch i dreamed a genie in your childhood no. out, dude. man what a classic oh great show isn't Jin more getting more popular with uh wasn't there a Jin in the uh the witcher series yeah, was there it was like probably the jar it was season like the one jar that had, cursed yeah. them or whatever i yeah. forget oh, yeah, yeah, most yeah, of that yeah, episode yeah, yeah. But... yes so yeah, they are, and this were like, it's not so much that they're not popular. The gin, they are popular. It's just like the European word for gin is genie, and so it's kind of because modern oh, media so just the is name, more not the, yeah, okay. yeah, because the modern media is more European slash American based. A lot of like media in today's world uses the word genie, so that's what people are more familiar with. That's what they associate with it more, just because like of the origin however going back like decades years uh going back a lot of years the original name for them was Jin, and it's just become the different version the different name has just been the more popular version within the last couple of years so that's where if people aren't familiar with the word Jin, they probably know genies i would say most people know genies yeah i feel like we kind of like media we we did genies for a while and now we're kind of like transitioning back to gin mm-hmm. you know? yeah it's it's interesting to like to look at what sources are doing what right because like mm-hmm. if you go into like the fantasy world it like the, like D and not tolkien exactly because he mm-hmm. doesn't have any but like right the what what was it like the deep magic systems and 
stuff that really focus on that, yeah. you're gonna see a lot more gin, right? Like Witcher and some of the more like right. true to fantasy things. Yeah. And if you go more to like sense, pop yeah. culture, like kid stuff, Definitely. like Disney and stuff, you're gonna see more of the genie just because it's easy. I feel like it's just easier to grasp, even though it's Definitely. just a difference in name. So yeah, it's more mainstream, like common right. word that people can g- grasp rather than like those other ones. I think they at least try. They're not always. 100 percent successful but they try to like be a little bit more true to the original lore wherever it comes from and so they try to use the original names and as much of like lore from the original stuff as they can like witcher's big into that of like pulling from a lot of different areas of uh inspiration and they're just kind of like fitting as best they can the original lore to the world that they're in mm-hmm. yeah. oh and magic magic I I, th- I wonder if we can like owe a lot of like the proliferation of like the kind of use and meaning of genie to like Aladdin, you know? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, who didn't watch that growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is actually we'll talk about a little bit later um, down uh, close to the end of today. We'll talk about kind of where the word genie slash like the like version of genie that we have today comes from, and it is very very much heavily influenced by by the story of aladdin and like the way that aladdin was introduced to the world so it it definitely like aladdin was a really like the original story not the disney movie like the original aladdin story was surprisingly influential on the world of like the way that the jinn is seen today which i think is really interesting interesting yeah more so than i would have thought to give credit but like it is very much influential, but so that being said, let's actually get into it. Cause we've been saying, talking about gin for a long time, <laughs> but for some people, they might not know what gin are. I'm, I assume most people at least have heard of genies and know generally what they are. At least they know of like the big blue guy that grants you wishes, but like, what's like, yeah. let's get more into the depth of what like the original true to form basic version of a gin is. So the original guy way back in the day this is like tons of years ago back in this is middle eastern uh area of the world um especially like islamic like old arabic kind of uh lore Mm -hmm. the original jinn was generally like just described as being an invisible creature um but like it, it is very much a physical object like it definitely has a physical form it's not a spirit it is very much like a thing, a creature. Humans just can't see it. it. Like they have no way of seeing it. We don't have any senses like ever? that can register this. Not in, not in its normal form. Um, because yeah. the, so the reason for this is when like normal humans, they're like mostly flesh with some amount of spirit, spirituality to them. Mm-hmm. Jin are 90% of a spiritual entity with like 10% of a flesh body to them. So, like, they're almost completely spirit. So, they do have physicality to them, but they're just not mostly. You think it's, like, uh, the ratio of flesh to spirit is, like, even throughout? Or do they have, like, maybe just, like, a heart that's flesh? and then See, that's what I'm trying to... kind of coalesces around that. So, it's a little bit confusing. um, And it does change, depending, so, like, which we'll talk about in a second. But, like, the way that some people described it it was that they are mostly spirit with very 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 thin bones for oh. like their physical thing like they, they're like a spiritual body with thin bones stretching throughout them oh that's pretty maybe it's like a nervous system it might be yeah it might, maybe might that. just be what they thought it like, yeah was easier to cut like it's possible but that was that was the way that like several things described it as mostly spirit with very thin bones stretching throughout the body and i'm like that's creepy it's just like a really skinny skeleton walking around i would think you'd really want to like not run into that in the street otherwise Mm -hmm. you might get a bunch of little bone splinters in you. yeah oh my god that's terrible (laughs) that's actually something that funny enough uh funny you mentioned that people had fears of uh not necessarily specifically like being stabbed by a walking bone splinter instead of running into a like a spider web <laughs> you yes, run into yeah. bones exactly they did this. have fears of awful. like 
<laughs> because jinn did exist they exist in our world not like again to draw a comparison not like ghosts where like theoretically ghosts live in another dimension or like a different like plane of existence and they just kind of come into ours every once in a while jinn aren't like that they're they're actually here they're very much living in the same world we are we just can't see them and so a lot of people had a fears of like running into them or like accidentally like hurting them in some way because they couldn't see them so which we'll talk about a little bit later but i think it's kind of funny yeah already i'm finding this very anxiety inducing i don't like (laughs) very very so um but like i said they're like mostly spirit with a little bit of flesh so they're mostly they're completely invisible most of the time however they can if they want to change into different shapes they have the ability to shape shift um the classic forms uh, that they would take would be either like scorpions or lizards or their favorite was snakes they really liked to turn into snakes it was actually with this you could actually kind of tell whether the jinn was a good jinn or a bad jinn based off of the color of the snake that it was if it was a black snake evil white snake then it meant that it was a a good or just like at least neutral kind of a jinn i would think white snakes are a lot more rare than black snakes like yeah so probably true unfortunately do you think that reflects upon like the ratio of good to bad gin i don't know um, we'll get into that a bit later but maybe it, it that might be because of the skepticism or, or the the kind of stereotype that they got that like people kind of started to fear them and so because of that like they associated it with that but innately Jin aren't necessarily good or bad. They're like they're not particularly swayed one or the way or the other. They're just kind of their own thing, okay. and they can be whatever they want to be, just like humans can be. And so they're not necessarily evil, but maybe it's just because people, because people were generally afraid of Jin because a lot due to the fact that they couldn't see them. So like something you can't see that's just wandering around in your world it could just all of a sudden attack you out of nowhere and you would have no way of fighting it. So like people were kind of scared of them just out of the pure cause of that. So it does kind of make sense for people to like kind of start to build up this kind of, yeah, maybe they're not completely evil, but if any of them were evil, there's nothing we could do to stop them. Kind of a thing. I could, I could definitely that see sense. that. That makes a lot of but, sense. Yeah. So yeah, that, that being said, the, the Jin are not immortal. They're just normal things creatures they do have longer lifespans than normal humans but they're still have a normal lifespan and they still will grow old and die um so it's like a big difference with they're not actually gods though some people kind of conflate the two and like start to think that the jinn were gods or like were treated as or thought of as gods yeah they weren't they at least according to the way that uh the lore was is that they are very much normal living creatures and have normal lives with that they actually could like theoretically if you like were to get into like in a confrontation with them you could very much fight a jinn and could theoretically kill a jinn if you were good okay so i mean they got thin bones after all you know how hard can they be to fight (laughs) right exactly they're like they got those bones must be so brittle like you just snap them like twigs like little toothpicks (laughs) yeah Uh, supposedly i guess but that being said they are (laughs) they are significantly stronger and faster than humans so odds are you won't be able to kill them but theoretically you could because they are just normal living be breathing creatures so do they do they bleed i mean i don't know if they do i assume they bleed because everyone says if they bleed then we can kill it and we can clearly kill it so presumably if we track back then most likely they do bleed yeah but i'm not sure if it works but so so the the phrase can't work uh if we can kill it then they bleed maybe not i I, I could think there's like probably a couple like creatures organisms out there that don't bleed and that you can still kill i mean i guess that's technically maybe true though i would say that most things at least have some sort of a like byproduct that they make when they're cut like Plants don't necessarily bleed, but they generate sap when they are cut to try and seal the wound. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of close, kind of similar. Maybe, but so like uh, as as we were saying, the the jinn very much physical creatures, very much 
a normal like for all intents and purposes like obviously they're not normal but like in the realm of weird creatures that are like almost non-existent and you really can't interact with them in the physical way they are still technically normal and so because of that they still have like families they have they reproduce like normal like humans do and they can do all of that in fact they are also because they can shapeshift they can turn into humans they can shapeshift to look like a human and there have actually been recorded stories of Jin reproducing with humans as as oh. well which is are kind the, of interesting like, are the children that they have like really weird and messed up or are they like <laughs> they have actually, like the best of both worlds or the worst of both you know you no know, they kind of get the best of both worlds kind of oh okay uh, they don't really have any special abilities as far as i could tell but they're just considered to be like really talented people like super gifted and just blessed with like kind of just seems like almost like an innate kind of luck like the world just kind of wants them to succeed and well, so there's actually really yeah a lot of like really important leaders throughout history are claimed to be descended from Jin, and like can i would think that would track yeah back so yeah there's really like, a lot of them like oh he's successful he's an important leader because he's related to Jin, not because he's just natural he just worked really hard he must have just life's just given it to him so yeah unfortunately they do kind of don't get the credit that they well depends on the person i guess yeah maybe they deserve, i imagine some people get more credit some than people deserve, yeah you know? exactly <laughs> definitely uh but then also one of the last uh kind of oddities that the jinn have is that they can actually also uh possess people they can possess a, a, a human being i don't really know how that works per se other than the fact that because they're like almost completely a spiritual entity and have almost no flesh theoretically they can just like go inside of you and just like control you from the inside out presumably that's how they do it i don't really know do they like improve your life at all like be better because they i could i could use one of those right now (laughs) well so most of the time it sounds like it's associated with a not good uh mostly mostly it's a bad situation when you're possessed um because most of the time jinn don't like to like interact with people with humans in any way and the only times that they really do is when they're kind of forced into it or like they're kind of aggravated into it. Uh, and so because of, like by themselves, Jin, they normally can't enter a person. Uh, they, they can't just like possess anybody whenever they want. Uh, the person actually has to be like in a state of weakness, as they call it, which basically means that they like have to be in a mental state. They have to be like either like having mental insecurity, having like really like extreme feelings. They have Super to have drunk. like yeah maybe (laughs) they have to be like unhappy or depressed or like some kind of like they have to be going through some kind of mental strife to make themselves like vulnerable to be able to be possessed and then it opens themselves up to be able to be triggered that way and so because of that most of the time a normal human wouldn't be Uh, but where do you think their bones go when you when they possess you you know that's I mean, the big question of my mind maybe they go like inside of your like bloodstream oh, oh nah. that's, that's a big no for me man yeah maybe no they're just thanks. real thin and they just like go through your blood oh they just oh. like in your veins stick into you since we're asking like really deep questions how does something with 10 percent body just magically grow mass to like shapeshift i've never understood shapeshifting but like this makes it even more hard to believe because like you can't just like make more maybe okay so maybe what it is is they can control what their where their that 10 percent of flesh is so maybe they just push all 10 percent of the flesh to the outside of their body and they just yeah. make a very uh, very very thin big balloon thing. Line of, very like, crinkly people human yeah. shape and so then they, they look like a human but like they've got like Tissue paper thin skin. Oh yeah. my gosh. I love that. Okay. You so, you completely settled any doubt in my mind. Uh-huh. They seem like completely plausible creatures now. I, I was kind of wondering about that because I could see them shape shifting into like small things like scorpions right? or lizards or snakes, uh-huh. you know? Because you like, I mean, 10% of a human is definitely like, I would say like enough to make a lizard or like snake sure. sized, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I think you got to be like a paper person. 
<laughs> if you're one to shapeshift into that, if like Making physics still applies. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Th- which, I mean, I guess that kind of does g- add to the, the idea of people being really scared of walking around because they were like worried about bumping into the gin because if they're making it's like as a human they're making themselves a, a tissue paper body <laughs> then they're probably pretty fat fragile in a human form and so bumping into them might be not good it might be real bad for them Jeez. so yeah i don't know um but lastly interesting maybe kind of weakness for them uh though i don't really couldn't really find any reasons why these were a thing but According to legend, the Jin were also had a like crippling fear of iron and wolves. And so because of that, okay. there were some people, because there was, of course, there's always people who try and find ways to like manipulate and use creatures like this to their benefit, um, which like we'll talk about a little bit later, but like uh, specifically sorcerers and witches were a big thing like that they and soothsayers as well would try and find ways to use Jin to their benefit. And one way that they would do that to subjugate them was by like, inserting a needle into their skin or like into the clothes of the jinn therefore trapping them because they were be too afraid of the iron of the needle to like move but they also couldn't remove the needle by themselves because that would mean they would have to touch it so they would just kind of be like stuck there forever (laughs) yeah not not great but apparently they were terrified of iron and wolves i mean maybe wolves are just scary to yeah i mean like who's not afraid of wolves exactly (laughs) They're vicious, man. And there's like usually 10 of them at a time. No, thanks. Right. That's kind of interesting, though, that they're afraid of iron. Like, yeah, I feel like you find that a lot with a lot of like fantastical and like mythical creatures and stuff like that. Like, I know for sure in our episode of like Changelings, uh, which we did forever ago. Forever. Yeah. Changelings were uh, had an aversion to iron as well. So I wonder, like, what's kind of up with that? Yeah, I wonder that. And I don't I don't have really any I have zero evidence or reasoning to back this up, but I thought that I've have just kind of that just came to my mind that I wonder maybe if the is the cause of it is back in the day, probably one of the more prevalent metals, especially for weaponry, for like swords and things like that, probably would have been iron. So kind of makes sense that like a majority of the weaponry of swords and things like that would have been made out of iron. So that's just like people would have been using so that like a lot. Saying, yeah, like, hey, Bryce, what's your biggest weakness? And you'd be like, oh, like a bullet, right? Same mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like, well, I'm afraid yeah, of the sense. main weapon that people use. And so they just kind of assume, well, maybe it's not that it's a sword. Maybe it's that it's iron. Maybe iron's a special thing that causes people to be afraid of it or causes creatures to be afraid of it. And maybe huh. they just kind of mysticize that a little bit i don't know i have no way to back that up just the thought that i had of like i don't know maybe that's what it is super side tangent i don't want to go too much into this but like maybe oh, that's why vampires were afraid of like wood stakes uh-huh. you know? it's just like the pointy tool that you have around yeah i mean yeah. it's it's an easy thing to get a hold of easy you can make a spear out of it really easily because i mean what's the difference between a, a wood stake and a wood spear it's just a, a spear is just a really long stake if you think about yeah. it yeah. So, I mean, you could, if you're trying to fight off of a vampire, a really long stick is probably a pretty decent tool if you uh, have to put, make one all bet. of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess that, that makes sense to me. I think that's, I'm going to say head that that's could my, yeah, wrong, but... that's what I was going to say. My, in my head canon, that's the way, that's the reason is because the most common weapon of the time was made out of that material. So they just kind of made that the, fear of the creatures i guess but that being said uh the jinn very cool have very interesting abilities and so because of that like they've got all these kind of things they can do they can possess people they can turn invisible they can transform into different things like they got all these kinds of things so you think people like they're pretty dangerous like got to make sure we keep an eye on them well thankfully uh according to a lot of the records and a lot according to uh, there, the Jinn are actually even mentioned in the Quran as well. Uh, interestingly enough, nice. they the records specifically say that they're not really good or bad, which is kind of a saving grace for us that they're not innately evil. Uh, means you don't have to necessarily watch out for them too hard. 
but they're not going like, to cure cancer anytime soon. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're not necessarily coming for you, but they're definitely not like you're out here saving humans, helping them every day that they can. So is it kind of just like try do your best to like stay out of their way and like not bother them too much? Exactly. Yes. Uh, because like so that being said, uh, which we're, we're we'll get to why people were kind of a little bit more afraid of them than necessarily they I feel like needed to be in a second. But in general, they were accepted as not really necessarily good or bad. They were just kind of there. And in fact, a lot of uh, other like religions and other cultures, spirits kind of started as uh, the Arabic and the, the Islam religion started to spread out the other religions and other cultures spirits from those cultures kind of started to get lumped in with jinn at the same time and they just kind of accepted them all as kind of the same thing because with them not being good or bad with them not being a god or a demon or anything necessarily they were just like a a good catch-all for well anything that's kind of supernaturally strange can be a jinn now at this point so it was kind of an interesting way that like the islamic people started to just like accept everything into their lore they're like yeah sure that works for us why not which i thought was interesting i feel like you but see yeah. that like a lot with like a lot of religions though right Definitely. as they spread as they kind of like integrate into like different cultures mm-hmm. they just like find ways to be like yeah, yeah yeah sure your things your thing could be real but so is ours and they just like kind of find ways to compromise it yeah that totally exists our god or our thing is just more powerful so like yeah yeah, beers totally exist. Exactly. And that's actually an interesting thing that like as I think the uh people like the thought of jinn and, and like other creatures started to get included in the definition of jinn for a little while there. Uh there was actually some people that started to think that jinn maybe they were less of just like a regular like neutral party and maybe they were actually like a malevolent like contrast like they kind of like were the opposite to what god is like god is here to help us and to bless us and to like make everything better and jinn were like the opposite kind of like demons and so people started to think maybe that it was that but that kind of that wasn't necessarily the original way that it was viewed and that kind of got pushed away put or pushed aside after a little while but there are some people that kind of viewed it that way at least for a time if not still do which i think is interesting yeah that is interesting because i think like most of the like the modern portrayals of jinn that i've seen have kind of like portrayed them as like evil beings that are like tricky and Mm -hmm. they're they're gonna like trick you and get you and like take all like make you commit to like bad deals and stuff like that right yeah and so it's just like super interesting that that's like not really at all how their right real lore is which is really interesting yeah it's it's they at least initially weren't specifically hostile weren't specifically angry they they just kind of did their own thing and lived their own lives they only really started to interact with people or especially interact in a negative way with people when people started interacting with them like when when humans started instigating them then they would start to come back and and retaliate but otherwise they were content to just leave humans alone just do their own thing uh in fact it's actually specifically referenced that if they if nothing happened if nobody ever interacted with them then nothing would happen but then if a human ended up hurting a jinn and like either they purposely did it or even accidentally would do it then the jinn would kind of like retaliate on purpose like they would seek out revenge for the the wrong that people did so like if somebody just accidentally hurt a jinn then they would seek it out but especially if someone killed a jinn then they would like try and find the person that did it and they would try and possess them or try and hunt them down and hurt them or something like that as retribution so like although they weren't innately evil they did kind of hunt people down sometimes when like it was accepted that they had been hurt by them which is interesting i feel like that's kind of how humanity works in the same way though right is like if somebody hurts your buddy you're gonna probably go after him seeking some form of retribution whether it's monetary you're gonna like kick their butt you know yeah, exactly. And and so like it makes sense and I, I totally get why they do that, but like to try and prevent this from happening and to try and prevent it, like antagonizing the jinn, a lot of people uh it was kind of the idea or the plan was to just kind of try not to 
interact with them and try not to hurt them as much as you can so that way that didn't happen. And the best way to do that to avoid them was by not going out at night because the the logic was humans live it during the day and jinn live during the night like they're out during the night so when people are out walking around during the day the jinn are out hiding or just piecing out in their houses and then vice versa when the night comes humans go away and the jinn come out into the world and start wandering around so if you purposefully avoid going out at night and you're not wandering around then you're very far less likely to accidentally bump into them hurt them step on them run over them with a carriage or something like that and like <laughs> you're like you're just kind of protecting yourself by not interacting with them which i thought was a cool way of like okay we can't see them so we're just gonna do our best to just never interact with them and just like you guys have the day you guys have the night and we'll just just pretend like we don't know each other just ignore each other makes it kind of oh. ironic though that they have like a fear of wolves you know if yeah, they're right. like out and about most of the time at night like that's when wolves yeah. are out doing their thing too yeah definitely definitely a funny thing of like maybe that's why they're fr- so afraid of wolves because their biggest threat wasn't humans it was wolves coming out during the night and attacking them ah, so, yeah i don't know yeah it kind of makes sense we're putting it together but so that being said generally it's accepted that they didn't really interact because people like both parties would kind of try to avoid each other. However, because it kind of the the way that the time worked out, when the jinn are most active, it's when everybody else is asleep. Kind of partly because of that, sleep paralysis started to become like understood as a, a jinn attack. So if you ended oh. up suffering from sleep paralysis, people usually assumed it was because a jinn was attacking you, whether because it was warranted and you did something to aggress them or they were just doing it because they could. It kind of went either way. But that's actually, uh, interestingly enough, still believed to this day that uh, sleep paralysis is associated with gin. In fact, about 40. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, this uh, there was a study done within the last 10 years. And at that time, about 48 percent of people in the Egyptian area believed that uh, sleep paralysis was associated with gin, which I think is really interesting. That's a pretty high That's number. Fascinating, yeah. So, as like, as a pretty big amount of the people over there that believe that gin are associated with sleep paralysis, and when they experienced it, they would then have to try and find ways to protect themselves from them, which is yeah. wow. interesting. Well, I mean, we still don't even like today really understand what sleep paralysis is or like what's causing right. you know so yeah. like i mean your mind would naturally go to the supernatural right yeah yeah definitely i mean it, it makes sense if there's something that's happening like especially something like that where which we've talked about sleep paralysis before so i won't go super far into in depth into it if you want there's we have another episode that's all about sleep paralysis and specifically uh, they're like creatures that are associated with it more so than jinn are but i think it's really interesting for it like when most people have or or experience sleep paralysis not only like can you not move but like oftentimes there's hallucinations that are associated with it and people see things so it's not that far-fetched and not that weird to think that like something supernatural would be doing that to you because half the time you're seeing something supernatural while you're experiencing it like you're seeing things that aren't there anyway so it makes sense to think that it's something supernatural so I think it makes uh, a ton of sense. But that being said, that's uh, thankfully one of the only, like that's generally the only thing that the Jin really kind of went out and did like antagonize people with. Like usually it was pretty widely accepted that they didn't really do anything other than the select few that were accepted as evil. And, like those ones that were just like kind of doing whatever they wanted to do. Otherwise, generally they were accepted as kind of just being like, a peaceful people and just did whatever they just lived their own lives and were independent. And the reason for this, it or it was believed that just like humans, the Jin are actually like responsible or, or accountable for their actions, just like humans are to God. So like, just like humans are accountable for what they do and God will like 
punish people for that jinn of the same way. Like God is going to punish jinn for doing anything bad if they do some something, which is oh. kind of odd. Like they are like really very much like a, a just another version or like another race of people on this earth that like humans just can't see. Like they live in their own societies just like humans. They have to eat food just like humans do. They like live their own lives, do their own things. They have God. But they, all under they the God. same. Yeah, but just all in the exact same world. We're just not like, huh. it's just two ships passing in the night and we just like never interact with each other and we're just living on the same world, worshiping the same gods even. Like the Jin all worship the same gods as us. Like there are Christian Jin, there are Jewish Jin, there are Islamic Jin, there are, there are atheist Jin as well like oh. there's like all of them exist and like all kinds all walks of jinn are walking around doing their thing and like according to the way according to legends like they're all going to be held responsible and like they all believe that they are like responsible for what they do which i think is a really cool so thing. they eat like us i see in the notes i'm not but like so i'll let you talk about that but like they only have 10% of a body, the rest of it's spirit, so they just have to eat way less than us? How how does it work if they, is the 10% actually really just the stomach and it's not all the bone? <laughs> you know, that is such a great I, question. And the I second that I meet a jinn, I will ask them that question. I really appreciate it. Maybe uh, they eat uh, spirit food, you know? Well, it is specifically referenced that they do eat, like, physical food uh, in that, so they there it's a little bit different than what we eat um for us for humans they we eat fresh food fresh vegetables fresh meat whatever for them they prefer eating rotten flesh and rotten bones and things like that so like Delicious. their diet's a little bit different than us but it is still very much physical stuff physical so they eat bones to, yeah. to sustain their <laughs> tiny bones exactly to replace the bones that get broken every day when they're just walking down the <laughs> when street people walk past them. <laughs> <laughs> When a when a strong breeze comes by and breaks all their bones, they need to replace them. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, Do you think that like um their diet affected how people saw them? Like, did they see them as like dirty beings or whatever? Because they ate essentially like carrion, right? I mean, so. I could see that. It would make sense. That's kind of one of the reasons why a lot of people view uh, vultures and coyotes in that kind of a light like a lot of people don't like coyotes and vultures because they're associated with eating carrion eating dead things but like they're totally normal animals they're just they're just scavengers but yeah, that, that does make sense normal yeah. I'm, I'm not saying Stop me i can dude, eat whatever they want i'm just saying maybe other people are a little bit more judgmental no, yeah. for sure because like no, i agree yes like that's that's definitely related to evil right you think of zombies mm. and they eat that kind of stuff too and you're like oh like they're ghouls or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. so i get yeah, I, 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 I do understand like that mentality but i don't know if i think that's probably one of many things that kind of went in together to make people like kind of not trust them super a, a ton but i don't think it was necessarily the only thing i think it was probably a collection of like that and the fact that they can't see them and like a jinn could just out of nowhere attack people anytime they want and like all, all those things all stacking up that make people kind of really suspicious of them so right just made unfortunately like a perfect storm of mm. untrustworthiness in there yeah but like 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 you said people didn't really trust them people were kind of suspicious of them and so because of that they, they're throughout history started to become this like like a whole bunch of people started developing the, these tricks and t like tools to try and find ways to protect themselves from them slash also like i was mentioning earlier finding ways to to control them and to make them do things that they wanted and so that the way that people started to protect themselves was through a myriad of different charms and talons talismans that were supposed to be magical in their way and to protect them and people who made these were it was mostly sorcerers and witches that would like sell these talismans two people to try and keep the jinn from attacking them so most of the time these amulets would have like specific symbols on them a really really common one and in fact like it was often said that like one of the best ways to protect yourself from a jinn 
was to have something with the the name of God written on it because it was said that Jin could not attack or hurt anybody if they had something if they were wearing something with that name. So a lot of the talismans would have like the word of or the name of God written on the talisman, like carved into them to keep themselves safe. So that was a really common thing. Um, and some people over time, rather than just finding ways to protect themselves from them, started to kind of worship them and kind of like find ways to like either try to through worship or persuasion to try and ask them to help them. Or some people would find ways to try and force them to do what they wanted which is kind of unfortunate that's kind of messed yeah, up it's like sucks, man. you just kind of live in your life and then these people are like hey how about you do what i want you to do like just because but which is unfortunate but the interesting thing which i so there was a kind of a side tangent for a second but i thought it was really interesting there was one guy that specifically was talking about how there was a very big distinction between god and the jinn like there was God, which the people worshipped, and then there was a jinn, which the people were told, especially by the Quran, not to worship. Like the Quran very specifically says that they exist, but they are not w- worth worshiping. They're just another thing on the earth that God made to be here. And so it was very, very particular that people weren't supposed to worship them, but people continued to do it because they kept like, like if you're going to get some kind of benefit from it, then it makes sense to like, might as well. Yeah. But the way that he described it, the difference between God and Jin, which is kind of like a cynical outlook, he said that God was what people worshipped in public, and the Jin are what people worshipped in private. So oh, it was, yeah. So it was like everybody. It was he was just like kind of, just kind of synopsizing of everybody worshipped both. It was kind of widely accepted. Everybody did. It was just a thing that people did. But one was something that everybody did in public and uh, that was the accepted thing. And then everything, everyone else knew everyone was worshiping these things, but everyone did it in their private, their own home. So everyone just kind of had, like it didn't happen. It's kind of interesting the way that that, that happened. Um, yeah. But a lot of people, like I said, they started to use them to try and like harm people. A lot of the, the sorcerers and witches would find ways to try and possess or like or try to coerce and force the jinn into possessing or hunting down people and hurting them and so i think that's also one of the reasons why jinn started to get a bad rap is because they were being forced into doing things and they weren't didn't really want to but they didn't really have an option so so it wasn't even their fault man i know exactly (laughs) exactly they're just an accomplice yeah that being said a a kind of benefit like a, a a plus side to this distrust that people had of the the jinn or or the fear that people had for the jinn is uh so i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh the rwandan genocide that happened this was years ago it's um, well but I'm yeah not super familiar so that there was a in the the country of rwanda there was a period of time where the i don't remember which side was the aggressor but there was two uh, groups of people, the uh, Hutus and the Tutsis, Tutsis, they were both like arguing against each other, both conflicting. And one of them, I think it was the Hutus, but I don't remember which one, decided that the other side needed to be eliminated. And so they just went on a rash of just killing everybody, like as many of the of yes. them as they could. And it was it was like a week or a month long event, and there was millions of people killed. It was brutal. Um, it was yeah it was Yikes, one of man. the most like it's i think it's uh widely accepted as the most aggressive genocide just because of how short a time and yet how massive the amount of people were killed so like it, it wasn't it's not necessarily the largest genocide there, there are others with larger numbers but this one was just done so fast in like such a short amount of time that it was crazy wow. but yeah, that's like that being said yeah super awful Jeez. terrible it's 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 i watched there's several documentaries and like there's also a movie that they made um and the main character of the movie is actually i don't remember what his name is um but he's the guy that plays um war machine in the marvel oh, movie yeah yeah oh right i can't remember his name but so he's the main character in the movie and it's a really really interesting movie but it's 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 sad so depressing um but that being said during this time, there was like tons of conflict. There was 
horrible atrocities going on and and buildings were being burned like like entire neighborhoods were being ransacked except there were a lot of muslim neighborhoods that were com- being completely untouched because a lot of people in the area believed that those neighborhoods were being protected by jinn and if you attacked the neighborhood then you would be like they would the jinn would kind of get retribution on you so there was a lot of neighborhoods and also several mosques in the area uh during the genocide that were completely left untouched weren't burned and weren't looted and just completely avoided because of people's fear of being attacked by that so although it was a terrible thing like it's kind of a plus side and the those buildings and those people's homes were protected because of that, which is kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess that's like small silver lining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's out of this like incredibly bleak and dark. Oh like, yeah, absolutely horrible but... instance. I I guess it just really goes to show like how much people really right believed yeah. in the in the gin, right? Definitely, definitely. So. But yeah, I just thought that that was really interesting when I heard about that because I had heard of the genocide but like years ago. And then I heard about this section. I was like, well, that's cool. Like, I had no idea that existed. But I didn't know that the, the Jin were even thought of at the time. Like, I didn't know that people associated with it. But so that's uh, the, the majority of the, like, historical versions of Jin and where they kind of come from and how people interacted with them as time went on. But that being said, like, we still haven't gotten to where Jin are now today. Like, the, the Jin we've been talking about this entire time are pretty different from yeah. what we know as genies really? today. So, that begs the question, where did, how did we bridge the gap, you know? Please tell us. I would love to. <laughs> so, the way that the, the, the uh, connections kind of happened is through a couple of different stories. Um, and the the stories are a part of the a larger collection um part of the i don't know if you guys have ever heard of the arabian nights mm-hmm. it was a collection of stories and like there was tons of them like tons of stories and they they had been passed around through middle east for a long time and then finally after years and years europe finally started to get like word of them and started hearing about these stories and like it started catching on like in Europe, people thought they were really, really fascinating. And when they were first starting to get into France, there was a guy who thought, oh, yeah, these are awesome. I want to add some more stories to this to, like, kind of make some more money off of it, because why wouldn't he? And so he actually added two extra stories to this whole collection that had been around for a while. Now, these stories were supposedly part, like, also true stories. Supposedly, he found a Syrian storyteller who like relayed relayed these stories to him that these stories had been just orally passed down over time and this was the first time that they were actually written down so theoretically they are actual stories from the area from the the time but this was the first time that they had ever been recorded was when they were getting brought into France uh and these two new stories were the story of Alibaba and the 40 thieves and the story of Aladdin's wonderful lamp. Oh, so. okay. I mean, I I can kind I can believe the origin, but I do admit it's a little suspicious. It is you know, very you suspicious. See, you can see maybe a little bit of motive in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's it's like, interesting though. Could it be that he went and found somebody? Absolutely. Could it be that he just made up a story to sell extra uh, stories? absolutely as well so i don't know which one it is and i don't know if there's any way to actually tell like as far as i could tell there's just no way but it is kind of interesting like that's where these stories come from but the uh stories that we have we have a couple of them the first one is the story of the city of brass uh it's one of the original stories from the arabian nights collection and in this one there it follows a group of travelers who are tasked with trying to find this lost city of brass. And in this city, supposedly, there's supposed to be a vessel, some kind of container that holds a jinn that was imprisoned by King Solomon. And okay. King, Zol- King Solomon was associated with this because in the stories, and I, I think it's also in the Quran as well, um, Solomon was supposedly able to control jinn, and he had supposedly a ring that God gave him that allowed him to control jinn. 
And so he actually, like, in the stories, he had a huge army of Jin that helped him to do the things he wanted and needed to. Well, so, that's kind of awesome, but right, it sucks at the same time because, yeah. again, he's just making, like, these unwilling, exactly people do his bidding. Right. So it's kind of neat, but at the same time, it's kind of messed up. But this is, as far as we can tell, one of the first stories of Jin ever being, like, captured in some kind of a, a thing, like a, a lamp or something like that. That's where, like, the origin of the lamp story starts to come from. And then we also have another story, part of the Arabian Nights, that was dealing with a fisherman. And in this story, the fisherman was out trying to fish, ended up catching this brass vessel. Again, brass. It's a, it's a really famous metal, apparently. And when he opened it, a gigantic evil genie popped out, and his name was Asmodeus. And like the he dude says, from Diablo? Exactly, right? Uh, he claims that he was trapped in the, va- in the vessel for 400 years. And throughout that entire time, all he had done was to contemplate and plan how he would reward or punish the person who freed him from his prison. And so his first thought was, well, maybe I'll grant the person who frees me three wishes. And that was what he first tempted the, the fisherman with, and he, the fisherman probably was all for that idea. And, but instead, he decided to let the fisherman choose how he would kill, be killed instead. So, he, instead of getting three wishes, the fisherman got to choose in what way the genie would kill him. And, well, that but sucks. that is, <laughs> as far as we could tell, one of the first instances of a genie offering wishes or, or granting wishes to someone who opened the, the thing. It's just a very narrow subset of things very. you get to wish for. Yeah. You know, you yeah, only you have can... one goal in mind, but uh-huh. I guess your path to get there is your wish to exactly. choose. Exactly. Yeah. That really but sucks, though. But that's where, lastly, then we start to get into the story of Aladdin. And we get to learn of where, like, this is, I think, where more so the full image of a, a modern day genie kind of starts to be held. So in the story of Aladdin, the the way that it goes is he was tasked by a sorcerer to try and go and retrieve this magic oil lamp from a cave that was filled with traps. And the sorcerer gave Aladdin a ring to try and protect him while he was in that cave. And partway through the trip, Aladdin apparently getting really nervous. Makes sense. He's trying to avoid a bunch of like Indiana Jones traps. He starts to rub his hands together, and in doing that, he rubs the ring that the sorcerer gave him, and a genie pops out of the uh, ring, and the genie then kind of kidnaps, if you want, Aladdin. He yoinks him out of the, the cave, but he also grabs the lamp at the same time, so he helps Aladdin kind of finish his task. Oh, well... Man, you should have started with this then. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. Don't get halfway into the the cave just start at the very beginning of the cave and just go right away would have been such a but quick trip i don't think aladdin knew that the ring was a had a genie in it i think he just like was real nervous and accidentally did it but it did end up kind of working out for him but so then aladdin now back at home with this now magical lamp waiting to turn it into the sorcerer uh is kind of just living his life and his mom sees this lamp and sees how dirty it is because it's been sitting in a cave for who knows how long so she decides to try and clean it and in doing so in cleaning it she rubs the lamp and a genie pops out and this one's even more powerful than the one from the ring and this one just starts granting wishes to his mom and aladdin both and they become super rich and super powerful enough so that when the sorcerer comes back they just kind of tell him to get out of here and the sorcerer starts to kill people (laughs) and it's a whole thing yeah (laughs) that just escalated so quickly the sorcerer to try and get the lamp back to like starts to, like just go on a rampage and starts to try and kill people and Aladdin ends up not dying like ends up sur- surviving and succeeding and triumphing over the sorcerer but it was a whole thing but did you know if like uh in this story the more powerful genie did he like offer him like the typical three wishes or was it like unlimited wishes it doesn't we never hear a specific number with that one as far as i can tell it just sounds like they they got him out of the lamp but the genie's like yo what do you want just let me start i'll just start handing out wishes i'm ready for it because if we never hear him saying anything about a certain number of wishes and it just says that he just becomes super rich and powerful 
man this genie is great so yeah (laughs) which is pretty great but so that's where now we have the final like completion of a lamp being introduced with a genie coming out of it and then granting wishes and all that so that's where like the original genie is very different from this kind of a genie but it's through these stories that we have that are associated with gin and genies that now the modern version of genie gets brought up and that's it's interesting to see like the power escalation right it's like and like a nearly human equivalent maybe like a little bit more powerful a little bit more mystical and then you have like these like a god like godlike beings that just grant any wish that you want exactly the time we're done and i mean it is a again you know i'm always surprised at how like disney changes these uh these stories that their movies are based off of because that's definitely not how it went down in aladdin i'll tell you that (laughs) i was gonna say that being said aladdin the disney version is not super far off not as far off as some of the other disney movies are from their original that so this one is like not super far off aladdin does get like persuaded by a sorcerer to go into a cave to get a lamp then ends up finding out that that lamp has a, a genie in it the genie starts giving him wishes aladdin becomes really powerful and the sorcerer starts to cause trouble to try and get the lamp back and aladdin ends up winning instead yeah i, I guess, guess there's just like some pretty close minute, but like minute details that are yeah, different it is definitely disneyized like disney changed a lot but the core of it is pretty similar still which i think is cool so that is aladdin or that is the genie that we now know and love today and the how like how much it changed like how it changed so dramatically i think is really interesting but there are also real quickly i think it would be interesting to go through there's a couple of jinn or genie throughout media that i personally found really interesting because there's some of them that are very close to the original some are obviously very close to the aladdin version and then there's some that are just kind of out of nowhere i don't know where they got it from but one of the first uh genies in media obviously is from aladdin duh um he's just a big blue guy and he grants wishes everyone's familiar with that one but one that i found was really interesting that i had no idea until i was researching this is it sue are you guys familiar with the lion the witch in the wardrobe movies yeah. slash book yeah yeah i've seen the movies i haven't read yeah. the books, though. okay well very similar the i mean the book is a little bit different a little bit uh changed but the the core of it is pretty similar and the witch from the lion the witch in the wardrobe her name is jadis uh she is actually one half jinn which wow. is kind of a good thing yeah she's one half jinn and one half giant which is kind of the like one of the big points of conflict in the books and movie because they Cause always she's like a normal person <laughs> well well i mean yeah, there's that but the reason is because in the world of narnia it's said that a a son of Adam or a daughter of Eve will be will always be king or queen of Narnia, and so oh, no. that meaning it's always going to be a human that rules Narnia. She has zero human blood in her. She's half giant and half jinn. She does she's not human, and yet she still tries to become queen, and she like kind of forces her way into it. And that's why most of the people in Narnia don't support her as like as a ruler because they're like, hey, you're you're not the right person, like. The prophecy very clearly says what it's supposed to be, and you're not, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, that's pretty crappy, man. Like, come right. on, Narnia. I mean, to be fair, she's not a very good queen, and she's not a very good I mean, person. So, like, I feel like I mean, it's kind of yeah, justified but... in her case specifically. But in general, yeah, it's not not great. It's pretty little, Especially little for a world of, like, <laughs> exactly, zero humans. Right? Yeah, <laughs> there's literally no humans in that world, except for the ones that come from the normal world. So, like every king or queen you have is going to be someone it is going to be a transplant from not your not your world a little bit weird but i don't know that's just the way that it is and and unfortunately she's not right for the job not allowed but we also uh one thing that i totally forgot that these guys were jin or jin initially but they totally are the uh and i don't know if you guys remember the movie clash of the titans the one in, that came out in 2010 yeah, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my was, gosh. Was the, yeah, the the just, guys that were like made out of wood, those guys were Jin. Wow. Were, 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 were 
called Jin. And they were like, according to the stories of the, the movie, they were like normal dudes, like sorcerers, who just like every time they got injured would replace that injured part of their body with uh, like dark magic wood. And wow. it would just like graft onto them. And eventually over time, they would just be completely wooden people, which is kind of wild. That's Those things were cool. so cool in the movie too. So. Right? I can kind of yeah. see how like you could really base that off of like a traditional like gin though, right? It's right? no longer 10%. That's why they get the 10%. Yeah. <laughs> He's like 10% normal person and then the rest is just all like magic wood. Magic the... wood. So we're going to get two Star Wars things today, but he's more wood now than he is man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. He's He's corrupted himself. He's more machine than man. <laughs> He's more magic than man now. Yeah, so the, the, those guys are also very That's funny. so cool. And then uh, uh, one of the other more interesting ones, and I've, I've always got to find a way to introduce these guys or reference this, is the show Supernatural. They have a couple of episodes that, that deal with Jin in that. And for, in that show, the race of jinn are like supernatural creatures that are, are they're humanoid things but they have the ability to make like people hallucinate and they see like visions or, or dreams and while they're dreaming the jinn kind of like feeds off of the emotions of the person until the person dies so oh so they're wow. bad oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're hey, not man. good they're they're real bad everything in supernatural is bad that's, yeah, that's true if There's no friendly creatures. A- yeah. Angels are bad. Uh-huh. Demons, Demons are bad. also bad. Demons are bad. Like anything mystical or like fantastic. Unicorns is generally evil. bad. And God just doesn't care. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's it's definitely a different take on Jin than the original version, than the and in also different than the slightly changed version of Aladdin. But it is still kind of a neat way to take it. But and then uh, lastly. Apparently, now this is just what I've heard, but supposedly there's also Jin in the uh, Miss Marvel show that yeah. Disney's coming out with. I haven't seen the show, but if you guys, either of you have. I I have seen it. I I can't say I paid the most attention to it. I think I was mostly what? on my phone or like <laughs> nothing. Sorry, it was kind of like, you know, the, the Disney uh, Plus shows are kind of my Sunday shows in which I just relax <laughs> and turn them on and. Just yeah, that's why things, I just don't watch but, them at all. So, uh, from what I can pick up, the the Jin in uh, that series. Sorry, anybody, if I get this wrong. Like I said, I wasn't paying the most attention, but they're like uh, these interdimensional uh, beings, aliens, kind Neat. of. But they look they look exactly like humans. I think oh. they're they're maybe like a bit stronger, a bit tougher. You know, kind of typical. Like, gotcha demi superheroes you could almost think okay and um they're like after like this magical relic that miss marvel has and unfortunately in this show they are bad sorry if that's a bit of a spoiler but it's been a couple i mean i kind of assumed with them trying to steal a magical relic from the main character they're probably not the good guys yeah but i mean I, I do think that they got like a pretty unique cultural aspect That's captured cool. in the show, which is like pretty, pretty interesting and pretty unique for like the different forms of media that we've talked about yeah. like just today, mm-hmm. you know? So if that kind of like the more like, um, like almost folk interpretation of the gin and really interests you, that might, might be a show for you. Oh, there you go. Very cool. That's uh, something that I that that show is on my radar or on my list to watch, but it's far down on the list, honestly. I, I definitely feel that. That's very fair. Instead, I'm just watching like c- crappy like one-off movies, like uh, Moonfall. Instead, so oh Moonfall, oh Moonfall. Watched that the other day. Weird movie, but oh, otherwise, yeah, sure. I think that'll do it for us this week quick little uh foyer into the media that we're listening slash watching to uh <laughs> you don't usually get that one ever in normal episodes but there you go uh but thank you so much for watching slish listening not watching if you're watching please don't uh, please don't <laughs> <laughs> i just have was behind me this whole time <laughs> i thought it was a gin but turns out it was a person <laughs> yeah 
Like, uh, if you're doing that, yeah, hit us up on Twitter and tell us how you're doing that. And please stop. <laughs> please stop. And <laughs> please stop. <laughs> uh, but thank you for listening for the people who did, are listening. Oh, if they're watching, they must be watching the TikToks. So oh, thank you for you watching go. those. Oh, it makes sense now. Well, thanks for watching TikTok. We're, we're really having a blast over there. Uh, yeah. What's the TikTok again? Because I don't remember. It's- this is Vanquisher's Guide. It's uh, Vanquisher's Guide. There you go. Yeah. I have the memory of a fly. So, <laughs> and the Twitter is at Vanquisher's Pod. There we so go. Anybody's curious. If you want to tweet us, we'd love it. We'd. Uh, if you want to tweet any suggestions you have or comments, questions, concerns, is that what you do on Twitter? Here. I mean, what else? I don't do anything on Twitter. So anything better than nothing. But I think that'll do it for this week, and we'll catch you next week again with another really cool creature, though that will stay a mystery until next week's episode. So we'll see you next week. Bye.